Yevamot nun heyamudalef. The stem of the Gemara poses a question. Do the Torah the Chot of Berachmana really miu lamali? Why does the phrase that Kadosh Baruch Hu writes in the Torah really miu? They should be shouldless by the idosay by the kids of one's end. So the stomach Gemara answers the Rabba. That comes to teach the teaching of Rabba because Rabba has a question. Rabba ksiv ariri miu ksiv ariri miyamusu. There are two different languages. One says ariri miu, but the other one says ariri miyamusu. So haketzad. So the Gemara answers. Why does it say one that you should be childless? The other one says you should die childless. Yesh lo banim kovranto tell you if you have children chas v'sholom someone has children and committed avera. The children die. In Lobanim, if he has no children, Olech Belorivi, he continues to be without children. Then the Gemara continues, Ve'itzrich, and you need both Psukim, Aririmiu, Ve'itzrich Lemechta, Aririmiamutu. And the Gemara explains the cause of Aririmiu, Havaminat Chete, meaning only the children he has till the Chet, Avalmechete Ve'elachlob, from the Anon, the Torah doesn't care about it, because of Rachmon and Musa, meaning even the children were born later. Aririm Yemusu tell you only he won't have children from now on, but before that he could still have children and he will remain alive. That's why you need both expressions. And the obvious question that, Gemara, that everybody asks, one second, this is different than we just said before. Before we said that why does it say Aririm Yemusu by, by the end? He says already Aririm Yemusu. And the Gemara says it's to tell one of them if you have children, they die. If somebody doesn't have children, it goes without children. Then the Gemara asks, appearing the same question, why does it say Ariri Mihu and Ariri Miyamusu, the two psuki with two different languages? So the Gemara says to tell you that, to tell you one posuk tells you from then on, and the other posuk tells you before that, before the Chet. One second. This is a contradiction to what we just said before, and what we just said before answers the same question. So the Chayra here is a very interesting proof that the Stoma the Gemara, right? It's the way how the Gemara was learned and interpreted. But they were different Batim Midrashas. And when they put it together, they put the two Terutzim. So one base Medrash went to explain why does it say Doidosoi? And he says, Ariri Miu and Ariri Miyamusu to tell you if he has children, if he has no children. The other base Medrash didn't have that. And he said, Ve'itzrich, he comes to answer the same question, why they need the Tupsukim and why the language is different, and it tells you a different Eretz. And the Gemara, when it was written, it was put together because they were oral teachings from different base matters. When they were together, they were put together. And basically, it's almost like a Lishnachrina. Here's a typical case to understand that the Gemara comes from an oral setting that then was written many times the different versions of how the Sugyotu learn, and that's the Stoma the Gemara, as the author, those are the interpretations of the Yeshivas, they had different interpretations, and they were juxtaposed, putting them together. Another interesting feature on this Sugi, on, of the Bavli as a whole, we can see in Omud Beis. And the Gemara in Omud Beis says like this, Omarova, Lama and Soita. Why does it say the word Shikhvas Zera? So the Gemara goes to explain according to the Soita Lama, because the, there is a Brisa that says Shikhvat Zera Pratle Devarher. Shikhvat Zera come to, to exclude something else. And there's a Machloikis, what's something else? Rav Sheisha says something, 
and then Rova says something else, and then Abai says, no, it cannot be excluding. In a case where there's no Bia, they were just playing with each other, because that's Prisusas Rahman, that's only, um, this is just some kind of a lewd behavior, but that should not be also. It's a case that he gave her a warning, right? A kinui for neshika. Neshika means a bia that was not a hero, was just touching. Says the Gemara, that only works for one man, the Omer, who holds haro is achnosa zatora. Haro is something bigger. So therefore, this is not a bia, the posuk is mimayet. But to the mandomo who says that a hero is a neshika, that this is considered a hero, what can you say? How can you say that the posuk is mimayetes? Meaning it makes sense that this should be a kinui and the isha should be a sura. Answers the stuff of the gemara, therefore you have to say that the answer that actually was in the case where the husband warned her is a way of limbs, meaning it just to they, they were not allowed to play. And the Avamina was that this is considered a stira. Why? Because the Torah is careful and the Torah cares about the husband's objection. If the husband objected to it, the Avamina was that it become also. Now the question the Khrunim asks is again, Abaye is saying that the posk is coming to be Mimayat in a case of not a real hero, just touching. And the Gemara says, one second, this only works according to one man, the Omer, right? It only works according to Rabbi Yechonon, according to Shmuel, it's not going to work. But what's the question Abaye? Maybe Abaye holds that Enachinami, Nishika is Achnos Azatora. The hero, I'm sorry, the hero is Achnos Azatora, and Nishika is not a hero. That's why the posk is Mimayat. So what's the question Abaye? Not only that, I heard him say, if you look at Abaye, Abaye actually hold that way. That indeed, Hero is Achnos Zator and not Nishika. So the Kasha cannot be even for him. And that's the Orochlanir's Kasha. But I think here is a very typical case. So the Orochlanir says also a very big, interesting aspect in the setting and in the redaction of the Bavli. That this Sugya really was borrowed, was transferred from the Suge in Soita Because the Suge in is trying to explain the Psukim according to Shmuel. And we saw Shmuel holds that Hero is Neshika. So on Shmuel, it's a problem. So even though the Suge here, the Kasha and Abai is not a Kasha, because Abai could hold that Hero, that Hero is indeed a Chlossatora, and Abai does hold of this. But the Kasha is that this won't work to Shmuel, and therefore the Sugi and Dafchovov of Mubezin Soita, that's what's coming from, and that's what the Kasha is. Which is something that makes now a lot of sense. That when Abai was talking, he was talking about himself, explaining the Brysa, and it was originally perhaps here. The Gemara uses this interpretation of the Brysas of Abai here in Soita to answer Shmuel. And that's what the Stoma the Gemara asks. You can't use Abai steroids because Abai steroids only works if Hero is Achnosa Zatora. But if Hero is Neshika, that doesn't work. And Shmuel holds his Neshika. So the Stoma the Gemara really is using the Abai here to answer Shmuel in Dafchovovo with Basin Soita. And that's the Stoma the Gemara saying you can't use Abai. 
So the Gemara, when it was written, the Stoma, the Gemara there was transferred to here to tell you that Abayi doesn't work for anybody, and therefore anyway you're going to have to use Rova steroids to answer for Shmuel, so therefore let's put it all together here. So here you see the journey of the Bavli, right? That there is a Brisa here explained by Abayi in our Sugya. The Sugya in Chovov Mudbeis in Soita uses the Abayi steroids and says doesn't work to Shmuel, you have to come to Rova anyway. Once you have to come to Rova anyway, that's what the Rochadeh says, we bring it back here and say, okay, now when we bring Abaye, let's only explain that this Abaye steroids anyway can be used always, and therefore you have to come out to Rova also. That's number two. And there is something else also in the structure of the Bavli that you could learn from this stuff. This stuff is amazing, right? There are three issues that you could glimpse from it, traces and ideas of how the Bavli was formed. Because it's fascinating, right? The Bavli leaves traces of how it came to be. The formation of the Bavli, it's clear from how it's structured. And if you pay attention, you could actually imagine how it was written and it took place. So the next case is the following. The Gemara says like this, we talk about Gmarbia, the end of the intercourse, the completion, is Achnosazatora. Right? Is Achnosazatora. Then Kyosarav Dimio Marabiochan Ravdimi Tora Biochan says Haro is Achnosatora. Right now Rabbi Barhana said that Achnosasatora it's called Gmarbia. Rav Dimi. Because all of these people, Rabbi Barhana, Rav Dimi, and Ravi, Northern Nechusi, they came from Eretz Yisrael to Bovel, transferring the teachings of the Amoroim of Eretz Yisrael to Bovel. One of them, the most prominent, is Rabbi Yechanan. So Rabbi Barhana just told you that Shivcha Harufa de Gemar Bia is Achnosa Zatora. Rav Dimi says, Oba Rabbi Yechanan, Haro is Achnosa Zatora. Hatora, Haro is Achnosa Zatora. So they asked him, one second, Rabbi Barhana told you, not like that. He said, that's Kvarbiya. Oh, Malu, you shakro, you are not shakro. One of us must be making a mistake. Either I'm making a mistake or you make a mistake. Because clearly, I told you, this is not the case. I heard that it's considered not Kvarbiya, but Haro. Then the Gemara quotes Ravin, another one in the Chus. He also Ravin, the Marbiachna, Haro, Zohnosator. He says exactly the same thing as Ravdimi. And then the stoma the Gemara comes to ask, for sure he's arguing with Rabbi Barhana because he's telling you that Haro is not Gmar is, uh, is Torah is not Gmar but Achnosas Torah is Haro. So that clearly argues with um, Rabbi Barhana who says that Gmar Now the question, meaning what happens if it's earlier than Achnosas Torah? Is earlier than Achnosas Torah considered still a hero or not? Because Shmuel says from the Shikaon is considered. And then the Stoma de Gomorrah says, no, there's no riot from here because it's very possible to say that he's only selling you the hero, that, that Achnos Satora is still hero, but maybe hero started before. He's only arguing with Rabbi Barachana. And the big question is, this Stoma de Gomorrah should apply the same way to Ravdim in the Rabbi Yechanan, than, uh, than uh, Ravin. Ravdimi and Ravin said exactly the same thing. Aro Zuchnasatora. There, the Gemara doesn't, so what the Gemara doesn't say is he arguing with Shmuel or not. When Ravi came, says exactly the same thing, the Gemara is a Sophic. Why is the Sophic only here? 
So some of the Akronim want to change the gears of our sugya, but if you look at Friedberg manuscripts, our manuscripts, all of them which existed today, the girsa is exactly the same one we have here. And the question is obvious. But if you now understand the structure of the Bavli, this makes so much sense. I told you, the Bavli, the Amoroim, is what's called the Proto-Talmud. What comes out is the Stoma is the interpretation of this Proto-Talmud. So the Proto-Talmud had very clear, or the Amoroim, had Kiatarab, the story of Rabbi Barchan in Nebra Biochanan, that says, Gmarbia, Bishif Chacharufa, Gmarbia is Achnos Zatora. Ravin comes and he says, Rabbi Yechonah says, no, no, Haro is Achnos Zatora. Achnos Zatora is not Gmarbia. Now, what was he relating to? So you see from afterwards, Omorlei, from his Talmidim, which is Damoroim, they said, Rabbi Barchana didn't say that. Rabbi Barchana said that Achnos Zatora is not Haro, but Gmarbia. And he says, Okay, one of us is making a mistake. So here in the context of the Proto-Talmud, Rav Dimi was coming exactly to argue to Rabbi Barbarchana. Rabbi Barbarchana said that Achnosa is Gmar He says, Rabbi Yechonah says, Hero. So clearly, that's what he's talking. So clearly, he's not talking about before that only here starts Hero. From the context, it's clear. He's coming to say that Achnosa remains Hero, because he's coming here to argue with Rabbi Barbarchana. We see that, right? Because the Talmidim come and say. So you see that the context of the conversation was that. So clearly he's not arguing with Shmuel, because that's not the topic of the conversation. The proto-Talmud then quotes Ravin. But Ravin is not in the context of arguing with Rabbi Barbarchana. The Talmidim never asked him anything. So that's the Stoma Digmore asking. What's Ravin coming to say? Is Ravin coming to say that Achnosis remains hero, and therefore he's not arguing with the Shmuel, or perhaps he's coming here to say that only Achnosis is hero, not before arguing with Shmuel. Because from the context of the Proto-Talmud, we don't know in what context you are saying. Was he coming here to argue with Rabbi Barachana, or is he coming to argue with Shmuel? In the case of Rav Dimi, it was clear, right? The Talmudim asked him, so clearly they were talking about Rabbi Barchana, and he came to say Rabbi Barchana is not right, because this still remains Haro. So clearly he's only talking that it remains Haro. He's not talking that only Haro starts here. He's not even talking about Shmuel. So Mechatesi to say that he's arguing with Shmuel. But when Ravin is quoted, he's not quoted in the context anymore. Just the opposite. The Proto-Talmud, the Gemara, the Stoma the Gemara is asking, why is Ravin brought again? Is he coming to strengthen the view of Ravdimi against Rabbi Barchana, or is he coming to say another Chidush, that not only Rabbi Yochanan said that Achnos Satora remains Hero, perhaps this is when Hero starts, and only this is Hero. So the Stavu de Gemara says, no, there's no riot from the Proto-Talmud, there's no riot in Yarks of the Shmuel. Perhaps Rav, the Ravid is coming to betray and to strengthen Ravdimi's view against Rabbi Yochanan, but is still in the same context and not arguing with Shmuel. So clear, you see how the Stoma de Gemara is doing. The Stoma de Gemara is taking the Proto-Talmud and is analyzing it and clear this suffix because of the context only applies to Ravin, does not apply to Rav Dimi. 
So I think that Dafnun Hei in Yevom is, is fascinating because we saw three instances that really demonstrate how the Bavli came into place, how the development of the Bavli, which is so fascinating, over basically f- almost 500 years, how it took place, because the Bavli left traces of its formation. And here is a typical Daf that you have three instances that demonstrate the early traces of the formation of the Bavli that allow, that allow us to imagine and to think how it was when the Bavli was taking place and become formed into the text that we know today.